Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. This is the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen, and... Me, Kate Thompson. All right. This is a podcast completely dedicated to Hellboy, created by Mike Mignola. Um, I'm really excited. This is our first um episode just to introduce the world to um, our podcast and what we have in store for it. The entire world. <laughs> the entire yes. world. We're out there. <laughs> Hope you're all listening. Um, so to jump in, I just want to like lay down what our intentions are for this podcast for you listeners. What we're wanting to do is mainly at the the core of this is we're going to go through every storyline possible with Hellboy chronologically. We're going to read those issues and discuss them together, me and Kate, yeah. and then hopefully some guests in the future. Yeah. <laughs> you can, Kate's just so enthusiastic. She's just getting in there with just simple little, yeah. I'm, I'm pumping my fist. I know you guys can't see it, but I hope you can feel it. Yeah, they can feel it. I can feel it. They can feel it. Um, so real quick, for those out there um, that have never heard of Hellboy, um, if you haven't, I would say go pick up um, a trade right now. Yeah, you're starting way backwards with podcast first. Yeah, that's... Then- <laughs> Kate's right. You shouldn't be starting with our podcast and then reading Hellboy. You're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> you should definitely go read it and then maybe return. Or read it along with us. Yeah. Because we are going to go chronologically um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but some brief history for you guys about Hellboy. Um, we're not going to get into the real nitty gritty um, story background for, for Hellboy because we want to go through that as we read. But just history and his creation. As I mentioned, mentioned before, he was created by writer and artist Mike Mignola. Um, he was created in 1993, and his first appearances, um, which we'll discuss um, in this episode later on, were back in for an issue... He first appeared in a San Diego Comic-Con Comics number two in 1993, um, and then he became a fully owned, created series for Dark Horse Comics in 1994, and then has actually consistently been um, in comics ever since. I mean, I actually have an article where I think Mike Mignola says he's retiring Hellboy, but then he brings him back anyway. <laughs> he keeps going. He's like, well, how could he stop at this point? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> I didn't even know that until as I was doing research for this first episode. Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. I found a thing. He was like, oh, and Hellboy, because we'll get to Hellboy and Hell, which is a one of the most current storylines, kind of sort of like ends him and stuff. And I'll be honest, I'm the host of my Hellboy podcast, have not completed that storyline. <laughs> I have the library edition of it, yeah. still in plastic, but have not finished it. I mean, it's pristine. You, it's. I understand the like the want to keep it in there. <laughs> but I'm going to want to open it. Yeah, you got it. I'm going it. to open it. I'm not one of those people. I had toys growing up like Spawn toys. Yeah. And I never kept them in my package like my brother. Yeah. My brother has probably way more than me. They're still in the package. You could probably eventually sell them for money. Me, I'm like, they're all out. Yeah. Because they're playing. Put, yeah, yeah. They're for playing. Or also, like, I wanted to put the little accessories on all the characters. They and look let people so see cool. Them. Especially those Spawn toys. They're like so awesome. They were. Yeah. They eventually became, I think, a little dull. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you have anything I had, like that? I had like all of the weird sort of other like McFarlane 
um, like I had this huge gorilla that was like part su- mechanical. Yeah, su- it's um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Is I? It's, it's totally I out had of it. my brain. It was one of the ones that we, my brother, would go search for. It's like so cool, and you like would pop open his stomach, and it was like all yes. uh, just technology in there, and like a little ape was in there too. Yeah, like I a think little- <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. You might have had the. I wonder if you had the first or second version. I I honestly don't. know. I mean, this is like the kind of thing that you know. I, as a child, stupidly played with it instead of saved it in its pristine packaging. Yeah, but I think the toy is like, it has a simple name, like, because it just stands for Cyborg Gorilla. And then, this is so funny, I did not realize I was like, all about those toys, man. And I had one that was like a centaur that had like all these gross skulls and everything. Like, I had like all these like gnarly McFarlane toys that I didn't even know the context of them. I just saw them and thought they were so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm really like, right now I'm scram. It's literally, this is the name of the the character. I just found it. it's the simplest character named Cygor. It's literally Cygor. just Cyborg, Gorilla, Gorilla. and Cygor. <laughs> it's not don't, even that creative. Don't have to overthink it. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, and he's got chains and he's got like wires. Yeah. It's which, just the which coolest Which version are you looking toy? at? I'm this really, we're off on a tangent right now. This is the guy Yeah, that's the right. second one. That's the, okay. the version two. Um, cause those were later on models, but they didn't, I had, we, and my brother had the original Psychor in his, whatever, <laughs> like, I don't know what they boxed them as seasons or, or like, yeah. se- I think they were series, certain series as they yeah. were, because they have, I have both violators from the yeah. comic. I have a, I have, the, I think I have series one and two. That's cool. One was given to I'm me jealous. by a gift. <laughs> From a, my brother's friend who was visiting, yeah, and he had a bunch of them, and I was like in awe. And then he was like, apparently, as a little kid, who was, he was like, you can have this one because he could tell I was so like such nice. an awe. Yeah, like he just saw your face, yeah, apparently. beaming. Did you have you? Had, so you had an older brother who like introduced you to all this cool stuff. Um, he didn't introduce me weirdly. Yeah. I think we just ended up getting so that. Like, yeah, this is like, why, uh, like, uh, this is a great introduction to like, why us? Why are we oh, hosting yeah. this podcast? Um, and I like, I know more, like, this yeah. is weird to say, I admit. like, I know you, Kate, through like comedy world and stuff. Yeah. But like, I love that we just discovered that we both collected. Had Cygor. Yeah, had Cygor and these <laughs> McFarland co- uh, toys, because that was definitely one of my sections of comic book um, fandom. Yeah. I sort of went through three stages and I'm now currently in my permanent stage with comics. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. weird to say. <laughs> no, no, that uh, makes sense. Cause growing up, I got into comic books in like middle school, knowing my brother had comic books. Um, he collected them, but it was very like, like, he, like I said, he, he kept his toys and packages. He, ca- he had boxes of comics of like old wolf, like the first Wolverine run, Ugh. but he kept very good care of them. Yeah. And like, I would occasionally get to see them, but right. I never read them. I was just like, cause I was like the younger brother didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And then I had stacks of old, like Captain America's and a couple of that were like beat up and stuff. Yeah. That they'd let me read. Yeah. And then I got into spawn like in middle school yeah. and I'd read those, but never like chronologically. I would just get them when my parents would take me to the mall totally. and I'd go to this night flights comics at this Cottonwood mall in Utah. And I would get those when I could. So I was never really following a storyline, but I was like, I love the art. That's exactly oh. what I was like as a kid. Like I would be 
they sold Wizard magazine in the supermarket. Yeah, I know that. And I would just like see the covers. I was like, <gasps> so I, but they cost like seven dollars in like nineteen ninety five. So my dad was like, "What do you want a seven dollar magazine for?" But I would like bother him so much, and I still have a big stack of them, like in my apartment that came across the country with me because I'm. I have have mental illness and I brought (laughs) what (laughs) I was like these I'll need I'll need I'll take these across the country yeah (laughs) they just comfort me you know like they're cool and like so that was like when um like if we're talking about our introduction to Hellboy that was definitely the first time I saw like an image of Hellboy in like those like banner ads on the side of the like of wizard magazine they used to do these like big banner ads on the edge of the page and i distinctly remember seeing it and being like oh cool but also scary because i was like a little kid yeah in totally. catholic school ah! so i was like <gasps> but like fascinated and it looks so cool and everything so um yeah I, same thing i would like pick up random issues here and there of like basically of anything of like spawn batman x-men totally like i would it was like really rare for me as a kid to get every issue of a store just because like there wasn't a comic book shop super close to us either. So it was kind of whenever I went in, I would go a little nuts and pick up like just ones that I thought looked cool. Yeah. I would go off covers a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and it was because I didn't have money really. And my parents weren't going to buy me comics on the the general. They would occasionally, because I remember getting a couple of comics that I randomly had was, they had that Batman run where he broke his back after Bane broke it. And oh, then, yeah. And then that other character, the blonde guy, took him over and then like he had a new costume and he had like claws and stuff. Yeah. I had that weird uh, issue that had like a ver- like the cover had like a like an additional cover to it. I don't know what you would call it. Like, oh, yeah. And it was like Batman traditionally and you'd fold it over. Was it, it like over, a cellophane would- kind of thing and you would <laughs> see like this other costume over it? Yes. The coolest. And you'd like, the pull, you'd like fold it over and be like, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. That stuff worked on me so much. If yeah. it had like foil on it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm buying this. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the fall of comics in the 90s because yeah. they did those covers. Those and stupid then, covers. That, but it, I mean, it worked on me. It really? <laughs> oh, it worked on me too. But then I got burned one time because I went off covers because I bought a new X-Men one Bought it at night flight, got home and realized it was just an index running oh through God. running through the comics of like it would have like the cover and then just a history and like the synopsis of what that story was. Oh and it went God. through all the X-Men and I was like, why did I buy this? I bought a textbook. Ass- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did. bought a reference book on it. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't the people at the comic book store tell me? And they're like, whatever. That they're like, wow, this kid's dedicated. Yeah. Um, but I, back to like real quick, the stages. Yeah. I fell out of comics with Spawn because I just sort of like ran. They ran my course with me. Yeah. Spawn got to about 50. and I was like, I don't like this storyline anymore. I think it's. And I've tried to return to Spawn recently. And I, the story, the art's great. Yeah. McFarlane's storytelling is probably one of the worst, I think. Yeah. Um, but I fell out of it. Then back in like the end, beginning of college, after I met, I'm going to name drop friends that you don't know. But back <laughs> in Utah, I have these really good friends named Justin Allred and a guy that I call Spidey. <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> Even though his name is Josh, I will always and call him Spidey. comic books? Yeah. <laughs> But I met them and Justin already specifically got me back in. Yeah. And that's when I was introduced finally to Watchmen. Oh, cool. And then my brother 
same brother I discussed earlier was like he introduced me to the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh okay, there's something else here. Yeah. Then I got really back into them again. Started picking up for the first time. Had like picking up like storylines. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse my coughing and um, <laughs> then. Got started reading Transformers. They had a pretty oh, good yeah. run for a while. I, I think on IDW. I think is who I never read it. any like Transformers or anything. I I don't know if there's a good one out there. I'll read it. Yeah, but then I started doing that. But then by the end of that, I got bored of them again, yeah. and I was like, I don't like this writing. I think it's not that good. Why am I buying these? Yeah, and then weirdly dropped out of again. Was yeah. done. Um, and then got back into them again coming when I moved to LA. Weirdly, yeah. when I started, lost money, I found a comic book store secret headquarters in yeah. Silver Lake and now it's my store. I have holds and like, I'm like, I'm fully invested in it's comic It's like a community now. now. It's yeah. like, yeah. They yeah. know me when I go in there, if at least the, the, if, unless they're a new employee. Yeah. But I can walk in and go to my shelf. I don't have to like wait for That's someone to great. pull it for That's me. Crazy. I just go to my polls. Um, but backing up real quick, it was Hellboy was introduced to me by my brother when I was in that middle stage. Yeah. I was visiting him because he lived in California and I still lived in Utah. I would occasionally come and visit him. Would you say you're like a teenager at this point or like? Yeah, yeah. probably high school teenager. Yeah. Um, drama, drama kid <laughs> uh, doing plays in high school. Yeah. But loving comic books, but not fully where I am now where I'm like, yeah. I absolutely love them. Still trying to figure out what I like about them probably. Yeah. Even though there's like, a little bit of like a flame in me and he took me uh, cause I come out here and go see concerts with him and stuff. Cool. And then we went to a comic book shop cause he's an artist himself. That's why he's mainly loved comics. He's, he's always been like an artist, a nice illustrator, painter, so forth. And, um, he went and took me to a comic book store and he, he's the one that was like, you should check out Hellboy. And that's the first, I remember looking at like, I don't even know what it was, but I remember looking at it and going, that looks cool. Yeah. But then I don't know when I first picked up. And I think he's like, just read the first storyline. If you like it, yeah. keep reading it. And then I was, I was hooked. I read yeah. like the beginning of Seed of Destruction, which we'll eventually get to, but like, and then just started reading, even though I got pretty far in the storyline yeah. and realized I had missed the second storyline, Wake the Devil. Yeah. <laughs> so I right. had to go back and like, it's like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Like, yeah. It was yeah. really interesting to go back that way. But yeah. that is where I, I got started as well as Hellboy. That's awesome. It's a very yeah. weird thing, but that's us. Yeah. Man. Um, outside of this, we do other things, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm a, uh, uh, actor, improviser, writer um, around LA. I mean, you can see stuff online that I've done. I've faked being an Oscar winner. It's just for the <laughs> listeners so you know who we are. Uh, what about us. you? Yeah. Who, yeah. What about you, Kate? What do you do? I know you're a performer. Yeah, yeah. I perform on a mod team called Thirst Trap at UCB. And, uh, and for I, those that don't know what UCB is, it's oh, yeah, Upright Citizens Brigade. Brigade. It's a comedy theater yeah. and school that started in New York and then eventually came to LA. Yeah, and it's super fun. And I... I'm also like a writer and an illustrator myself. Like I'll do like freelance illustration and uh, yeah, that's like a huge part of what kind of has kept me at least with like a toe dipped in comics for pretty consistently for my whole life. But yeah, I guess I'm less like focused on the narrative of, of a lot of books. Like it, it, it's not, it wasn't until I was in high school that I really would like sit down and read entire storylines or like, get full graphic novels and, and everything like 
uh, up to that point, it was just everything that was like, oh, aesthetically, I like this. I'm going to take I'm going to buy this because I just was drawing a lot. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I felt like as a kid, I couldn't read. I didn't start reading comics and probably until way later. Yeah. Like I would look at the visuals. Yeah. Especially like I'm re there's another podcast. I'm going to give a shout out to a podcast that I'm listening to called uh, screw it. We're just going to talk about Spidey oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first time I'm reading the old Spider-Man comics and I have fun reading them visually mostly, yeah. but some of that I'm like, Oh, as a kid, this would have been so hard for me. Yeah. Cause there's so much, every page is so full of dialogue that I'm like, and yeah. it's sort of, it's even though it's some of it's fun. Cause Stan Lee had like a language that's fun. Yeah. It's sort of repetitive sometimes. Yeah, because it's like you have to think about like when they're being published and who they're being published for. And like and there's also like it's really dense for a kid. It's like so much if for me, if I was a little kid and opened up a page and saw that much dialogue, I would my eyes would like cross and I would be like, I'm just looking at the art of this. (laughs) (laughs) Like I liked to read books, but I was like, this is too much for for that. Like it would just. It was overwhelming to me as a as a kid, especially. And so, yeah, I would just focus on the art. And it's like in those Stanley stories back then, you know, like every time I pick up a superhero book, especially there's always that little, especially in Marvel, that little yellow box at the bottom with an asterisk that's like, pick up Hulk number 41 to know what the hell is going on in this panel. And I'm like, no, I won't. (laughs) Yeah. No, thanks. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. I I have a dollar and that's all I have. (laughs) Exactly. No, even these days I kind of like ignore the editor notes just because I'm like, "Uh, uh, if my interest is sparked on my own, I'll go back. And I've done that where I'm like, what's going on? I'll go find issues. Like I did that recently when I was reading, Black Panther's The Priest Run yeah. from the 90s, there was like a comic that like threw back to an old comic and it made the editor was an editor note, but I was like, I'm curious enough that now I'm going to go read the original you're referencing. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I'll do it on my yeah, Like, my, leave me alone, editors. No. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, those are daunting. Yeah. Those are daunting, especially Marvel and DC. They've been, they, they have timelines, even though they shake th- things up. Yeah. They're still referencing old... Decades, decades of, of material. I mean, yeah. they're like over seventy years old. Yeah, and it's like that's what I think is fun about Hellboy. One, it's creator owned. It's in the, the era of where creators are owning something. But there is a storyline we're gonna we're gonna walk through. But it feels like a more accomplishable. Yeah, like we can start today, like at the beginning of where he began, <laughs> and go through quite a long storyline. But it won't. I feel like it's going to be so more self contained. Yeah. And just, yeah, just the the very nature of it being one person who's really at the helm of it, as opposed to like Stanley and like all these other, like Jack Kirby and all these other contributors to Marvel, like it can feel really disjointed sometimes. And yeah. It's just exciting to be like, okay, I'm going to read one person's idea of of something cool. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I totally <laughs> agree with you. It's exciting. Uh before we jump into the issues uh, that we're going to discuss today, I want to talk about and what I'm going to call the countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great a theme. Yeah, you have to keep that consistent now. <laughs> the That's tune is already gone countdown. from my brain. <laughs> so it was announced, I don't know how long ago, but like, at least over a year now, it was announced that they were going to yeah. reboot uh, because there have been two Hellboy movies. Um, which we won't get into much detail because uh, we'll talk about that in the future as we go chronologically with this. But Guillermo del Toro, Toro is known as the director of the first two Hellboys. Um, 
but they there was always rumors of there's going to be a third with him and Ron Perlman who plays um, Hellboy mm. but then that was officially announced that that is dead yeah but then they have a reboot coming yeah which normally reboots sort of scare me yeah but I'm me personally I was like I'm going to give it a chance yeah because I think it will I don't want to get into much detail about my thoughts about the Hellboy movies because I think they're fine yeah. but I do have deeper opinions of like <laughs> the material that it's that it's based on versus those movies but i was like give it another try and see what they come with and i kind of like the lineup of like who they have at least director wise and cast of like where they're going with it yeah what was it the descent is the yeah the the director is um neil marshall and he his big thing is and it put him on the map was the descent which have you seen the descent i have not that's on my homework um, I gotta see it. I'm not a big horror guy. Yeah. I usually typically avoid it, but I went and saw this one with my brother, my oldest brother, not the one I've referenced. <laughs> I have three brothers. This is my oldest brother who's sort of like, even though he's years older than me, he's like 50, he might be coming up on his 50th birthday soon. Oh, wow. Or he is. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's years older than me. Yeah. And he's still like the nerd. Like me and him love Star Wars. Yeah. We love like things in that. Area. And he loves cool. horror movies. And he's one of the few people that can really get me to go to see a horror movie. And I went with him to see this movie and it's great. I got to see it. I'm going to watch I, it. I highly, one, it's sort of the era too of like, even though we still have this issue, it's all female leads, which oh, cool. is strong for yeah. it. It's already ahead of itself in that sense. And it's just... Because it's from like 05 or something, right? Like yeah, it's from 05. Little, yeah, that's cool. And it's a great, it's about these women that are like trying to just get away and have like a, a weekend together and they go spelunking okay. and then they discover <laughs> some creatures that fuck everything up. Uh, and it's it's really wait. done really intense and great. <laughs> and it's, I highly suggest you watch it. Yeah. So I think that's already winning me over. I'm not saying his other movies are specifically uh, winners for me. Yeah. Like I What's never he done, saw like Game of Thrones episodes and stuff. Yeah. So he does have credits that are good. I yeah. mean, I'm not a real fan of his movie Doomsday, but whatever. Um, it probably worked for other people, but yeah, he's done Game of Thrones, as you said, and he's apparent in Westworld, um, Hannibal. There's a lot of things that show that he, he's capable. Yeah. And, that on top of that, I'm like, okay, they're sort of seem to be going more leaning towards the gothic sense of what Hellboy is and yeah. him do, in the world that he exists in or like what we'll probably discuss is the thing, the world that sort of taunts him yeah. throughout his storylines. But I want to show you, because Kate, you haven't seen this, right? No, I haven't the seen any images image. from it. So David Harbour, the star of Stranger Things, yeah. was cast as Hellboy. Ron Perlman's out. Some people are very upset about that because they're like, Ron Perlman is Isn't like... Ron Perlman's 60... What is he, 62? Yeah, he's old. I feel like I Googled this. Let's see it. Yeah, <laughs> we're he's up. 67. Yeah, I mean... So come. his bones are all fused together. Like, he can't move anymore. That's what he, you... are like, we gotta get rid of this old man. Unless you're doing like, old man Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, if that's part of the plot, then great. <laughs> right. Yeah, and David Harbour's 42. And the only thing I've seen of this movie is like a brief interview with him and him saying like how difficult the uh, how difficult and like physical shooting has been for him. So like that has yeah. to be additional to just being hard for you plus you're playing not just like 
yourself you're playing you're probably doing stunts with prosthetics on like 30 pounds of prosthetics yeah. I bet. like i mean i'm just pulling up that and number you're out painted of like there's yeah. other elements that are probably are making it uncomfortable and then additional right. to that you have to do stunts or move a lot yeah your it's, skin like can't breathe because you're covered in some like crazy yeah. <laughs> so i'm going to show you the very first image they released i i don't know Woo-hoo. how long ago this was released but so you know Ron Perlman and all that, but mm-hmm. this is the very first image of David Harbour as Hellboy. Let's check it out. I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it, it, you could probably, everybody can look this online. I'll probably post it to see. our Instagram as well so people can have a quick look at it. But it's pretty accurate. I think my initial, I love that you just immediately thought it was cool. But, but it, I also don't have as much, of, like, I, I don't have, like I haven't read all of the comics right. yet or anything. So I feel like I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, my only, my only like weirdly, what's your qualm? My one qualm is how buff he is. Yeah. He's <laughs> but pretty I think buff. That's, like, in, cause I'm like, I think Hellboy is a buff, like he's fit. Yeah. But I like, he's usually got a duster on covering most of that. <laughs> yeah. It's very rare to see him without his duster. <laughs> Um, even though there's another image here, the black and white, they oh, cool. have him with his duster. Nice. He's definitely a more gothic feel. Yeah. Um, I like it in general. Buffness. I think I'm only just cause I, I'm like, I, I think I don't like how every superhero in a sense has to be like, we got to show muscle versus yeah. like, I like the idea of superheroes just having strength and power. Yeah. And I mean, it's he's not already, based on their physique all the time. Yeah. He's like half demon. Like he doesn't have to. Yeah. Doesn't have to fucking it's work all out. magic, man. And, and there <laughs> might be a little judgment too that later on, there's a little bit of when I think when Duncan for Vergato, I'm probably butchering that name right now. Yeah. There's an artist that comes in later that starts working with Mignola and they sort of design more of like a, not, not, thin but like he's more of like has height to him and he's a little yeah. more the design of Hellboy changes a little yeah not not drastically but enough that I'm like I like that feel where it's like he's he's fit but he's not like yeah this 1990s sort of like I'm like I'm the that yeah macho version of a the superhero. 90s were an intense time yeah everybody was really vascular and <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> There were a lot of like veins popping out of necks and stuff. Like, yeah. And that's a little bit here, but at the same time, I'm... I can see, yeah, this this dude is pretty much... He's pretty swole. Yeah, but I'm going to give it... like. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like just going to give it... Give I'm it gonna a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Like, I'm open to what they're going to do. It would be cool to see, a, yeah, like a superhero that... Or that even looks like in like the strongman competitions. Like, nobody looks like that. Like, nobody yeah. looks like, you know, bodybuilder like Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of thing. They, they're just like stocky and have muscles, but under like the rest of their butt. Like, there's, yes. they have like, they they don't have like 6% body fat or whatever. Here's, I'll show you an image of what I'm thinking of. That's a poster they did of the illustrated version. Yeah. But see how he's a little more... Yeah, his like pecs aren't super defined or anything like that. He's like... Yeah. And his shoulders are like a little slumped. That would be cool to see. Right. And we're looking at a, a Hellboy 2018 like teaser poster that's clearly drawn either by Bignola or Duncan. Uh, I'm butchering the guy's name but yeah and he just has like a little more like length to him like height yeah he 
Not he, like gangly, but like superhero gangly, I guess. Where yeah. he's like almost kind of, at least compared to this. He's not at the gym all the time. No, he's not. Yeah. But he, you know, like you he's get, smoking cigarettes. He's yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like this Hellboy, that, <laughs> this David Harbour Hellboy is not smoking. Yeah. It's he's like, like, if he is smoking, you're like, there's no way you have that physique and you smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other than the fact that you're a demon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those are demon based muscles and magic, not based on, I don't know how much cod and greens you eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But overall, it makes me excited for it. And then I think the other cast was pretty good. Um, I'm just focusing more on the on the like horn stubs. Like, I think they look pretty cool. I think you're right. And I mean, cool belt. Yeah. He has all the little cool. Ga- I like that. That classic thing of where he has the pockets for all his little like. Um, I don't even know what you call them, like gems or or yeah. like artifacts that help him fight de- like certain ghosts or demons or um, it's really cool. Yeah, there's there's a whole world and I think his right hand arm of um, his right hand of doom is look looks great. Yeah, it looks yeah, it doesn't look too cartoonish. He's got his gun there, yeah. It, it, there's something there. It excites it excites me to see that in motion and. And then the, the other casting is they have Professor Broom or Burton. I mean, that's how they say they pronounce it. It's Ian McShane. He's good. I'm, and there's nothing like we have Nemu, the the Blood Queen, who I think doesn't come into Hellboy comics until a little bit later. I was going to say I'm not familiar with like. That yeah, she comes yet. in. Or they might reference her, but she comes in as a main player towards more of the end where he's really especially Hellboy in Hell. I think it's drastically. But that's Mia Jovich. She'll be fine. Yeah. I like her, man. I, I feel like I I have this, uh, like I lean towards liking her a lot because I um, just remember in high school being at a sleepover and everybody else had fallen asleep and the Resident Evil DVD was in and yeah. I didn't want to like wake people up by like turning on a light and finding a new DVD. So I watched it with the uh, commentary on and it's just like her and she's like extremely silly and funny and I just never... Like would have really expect. I mean, I guess she's funny in like Fifth Element and stuff, right? But I was like, oh, she's like a silly weirdo. She's like, I so that. I have it, I skew towards like really liking her whenever I see. That's her now. great because yeah. I think too. How could you? I like that hearing that one. I love her in Fifth Element. Yeah, she's so good. Um, and Resident Evil are sort of just they're the epitome of like pop movie. Yeah, like they make they they're made for a certain audience. <laughs> right. They. They're not. They're not like winky, but they're pretty. They're like we know what we are. They're just like action movies, yeah. And the fact that she is of like doesn't take herself that seriously yeah, does it, make me win her over. It like, was very refreshing to like hear. I was like, oh, she's just like having fun at this recording. She's not like holding it against anyone that she's there. She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So now whatever I see, her, I'm like, uh, she's all right in my book. That's great. Yeah, and she'll be great. Yeah, and this movie had a bit of controversy casting wise for a bit. Oh yeah. Why? Um, an actor got cast as a character name, um, Ben Damio, Damio. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrect. He's a character. I believe that's more centralized in the B, the BPRD comics, mm-hmm. but he's, he's like Chinese descent or he, uh, Asian descent. And they cast him with a guy that was more ambiguous and not. Mm-hmm. And it got backlash. I mean, I can't believe if you look at uh, doing that still, yeah, but the the actor that originally got cast because of the online backlash stepped down from the role, and then they cast it with this guy named Daniel Day Kim, who's a great actor from Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was like 
Smart move on them. Yeah. Because it's like, why would you want to like, smart move Especially it's, it's now, sad like, that the actor had to do that. Yeah. Because the production right, should have just Right, I can't believe known. it was just on the actor to like take it upon themselves to be like, okay, no way. Yeah. And yeah. like, you shouldn't have had to know that from backlash yeah. you shouldn't have been going like this character is i have asian descent let's cast an, it's that just actor. so crazy like i mean at this point you know there's so much to like read if you're interested about like why it's so stupid to cast like that and like to just whitewash movies is count i mean if your only goal is making money and you think that having a white actor in there is going to make you more money like it's been proven that that's not true and it's just Hello. like just it's look crazy. at black panther yeah like, it's totally been disproved multiple dumb. times it's so dumb and i'm glad that that change was made. yeah i'm super glad it was made too because then it makes me go like great i can go see that movie without <laughs> that like hanging on my head of like that character is supposed to be asian yeah yeah or just like dumb they're saying he's asian and it's like that's clearly not right that's asian. fucking jared leto coming in here jared leto Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, it's coming in 2019, so we're gonna keep talking about that each episode and any updates that come down the um, pipeline. We'll discuss that, um, but we're gonna take a quick break right now, cool. and then we're gonna come back and discuss the issues that we have for this week. We'll be back. Hey, it's Angela. Hey, it's Lindsay. And we host the feminist podcast, Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. It's an anatomy joke. Each week we talk about the challenges, triumphs, and follies of feminism. With incredible guests, product reviews, and call-ins from feminist clams like you. It's an educational party for the soul. So don't be sexist. Listen to us every Monday on Campfire Media. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Or your favorite listening app. Sometimes I take off my pants. Welcome back. Now, um, we're going to jump into... Uh, the first ever two um, short stories, in a sense, of Hellboy that were ever published, uh, which were actually officially published in sort of, sort of the trades, uh, the first trades with the Seed of Destruction, as well as with the library editions of Hellboy. Um, I have a question for you, Kate. Yeah. Digital versus print with comic books. I mean, I love having the physical copy, but I also love how... The library has the digital ones, so it's yes. like so <laughs> affordable and cool. And it's like, I mean, I don't have an iPad. I'm kind of looking at either on my phone or my computer. Uh huh. I like iPad looks like the best possible way to to view it. Like you're little, looking at mine right I'm now, staring at yours with jealousy. <laughs> you're just coveting look- <laughs> my my iPad. <laughs> uh, it's like. Just it looks great. It looks like it's um, the best way to view. The it. only mm-hmm. reason I got an upgraded iPad was because my old one was like slow. Yeah, and I'm gonna do a shout out for an app that I love called Hoopla. Yeah, H O O P L A, and uh, it's great. You download it, you plug in your library card, and then you have access to eBooks, comic, digital comic books. Yeah, they just added all of Marvel. It's the best. You recommended it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. Cause I already had overdrive, which uh is like for audiobooks and like Kindle books, but it also like you can get comics on there, but you have to have like the Kindle app or whatever, but hoopla is so cool. It's so easy. I love it. I mean, I'm looking, I have in front of me right now, just for the listeners, I have my library edition, um, which I'll put a picture up online. Cause I think the library editions are like the greatest thing for Hellboy it's ever. It's gorgeous. The it's pages are so beautiful. big. It's a tome. It's like this oh, huge book. <laughs> yeah. It's, it really feels like you should have those gloves on. Right. At, like, at the, the library of Congress yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> and reading it like can't. You should be in like a room that is like always the same temperature yeah. and <laughs> climate controlled. But then I have my digital and I love it. They look great too. Yeah. The, the, the digital copies they have. And it is good to have this because it has quick accessibility yeah. for readers. And not everybody can afford these and waste the money I have on these library <laughs> editions. <laughs> I mean, they're ideal. Like they're the coolest, most awesome thing if you have the space and the money to buy them in the first place. But these like library editions are, they're great. They're yes. like the only way that I'm going to be able to... <laughs> You, you're welcome to borrow these. them, Kate. Oh, oh no, I would. Oh my god, I you feel are like welcome. I, would, I trust you. I would like ding a corner, and then you would never Look hear at, from the me. The corners again. always you can't. <laughs> corners of any comic book or like collected book get bent. There's yeah, anybody that happen. has them in prestige means like you never read them. Yeah, and I don't respect you if you just bought them and never read them. Sorry. Uh, what are but, you doing it for? <laughs> yeah, but the first thing I think we wanted to discuss was. They have these great reprints of the very first images that Mike Mignola um, drew of Hellboy. And it's sort of funny because the first one we have here, um, if you have access to these digitally um, or print, take a look at them along with us if you can. The first one is the very first drawing he ever did, which he just did like at a convention. Yeah. Done for a convention program book, he says. And it's just a drawing of a big old devil. <laughs> like he looks it's almost cartoonish his yeah he has wings in this he has a vulture sitting on his back <laughs> yeah. he's holding some sort of mace he's very like he's it's it's more cartoonish than what we the hellboy that we know of for sure yeah he's got this big exaggerated head and neck and like yeah these he's drooling yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like leering he's like yeah he's got kind of a yeah, just like his, all of his features are a little more cartoonish. It looks yeah, like. and he has four horns. Yeah, I just realized because he's got he has, two intact horns back here. Yeah, behind his ears, then two that are um, ground down uh, or filed down, like we know he does. And apparently, Mike Mignola says in the in the in the liner notes of these images is that he just found this character sort of funny. It was like a very last minute. He laughed at it, and then he wrote Hellboy as like a joke. Yeah. on his belt, as it shows here. But then he began to start liking the idea of this character. Yeah. Which is such a funny way of like... Stumbling into it. Yeah. Almost. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, whoops. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Because I, uh, I have an idea now. Yeah. Like, when like, as a creator, and you probably know this as an illustrator and creator yourself, like, sometimes you like sit and toil over what idea you want to yeah. make forever. Yeah, you can just like rack your brain and like come up with nothing or just garbage. And then when you're kind of doodling on a napkin or something you'll be like oh my god i have to save this napkin it has, <laughs> <laughs> it has the perfect thing on it yeah like yeah. when you're not like being so hard on yourself and making something just like spitting it out and sometimes something cool comes out i like the crab and fish that he's got on his belt here too he's like <laughs> yeah he's got <laughs> he, like funny he's tools. got him ready to <laughs> eat i guess yeah i, I guess so lunch you know, yeah, it's it's and it's great, and he's he still has that gun. very Mignola style, yeah, with those heart like sort of harsh, yeah, these edges. awesome, yeah, awesome strong shadows, yeah, and then you further down, um, either if you turn the page or on a digital format, it's just on the same page. He has another image of Hellboy in a team of um, BPRD, but apparently this he hadn't really discovered this yet. It was just like a sort of a test, or like he. 
started to envision Hellboy as part of a team. Yeah. But he just says he just couldn't figure out what the team would be called originally. Yeah. Or name them, which is very interesting because we see a different, even a different version of a Hellboy right here, which is if you're looking at the image with us, you see Hellboy in the back, really thick neck this time, even more. He's like like gargantuan too. Like this, the very first image almost looks like he's like a little kind of like gremlin-y to me. Like I don't see him as being super huge just because I guess relative to the size of the crab and the skull on his belt, like he would still be big, but not enormous. And in this team picture, he looks like he's like really towering over everybody. Yeah. He's almost Hulk. Yeah. He's the Hulk of the crew for sure. Yeah. And it, and then his arm is pretty, his Hellboy arm is the first time we're seeing it because the other one didn't have anything like that. The right hand of doom. And yeah. And he's, his head is just so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so, it feels like in that era that we discussed of like a guy that really would go to the gym with that thick neck. Right. Yeah, he would really beef up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm the linebacker for a football team. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the thing to eat. It's like, it's like, it feels like Mike stumbled on like, like he drew the drummer of the band and then he's like, well, you can't just have a solo drummer. He's got to have these other elements around him. Like not totally trusting that he could just have Hellboy on his own yet. Kind yeah, of. that's a good way. To, I love that. Like that's what, it, you know, he's just like, even even in this image, he's like kind of tucked in the back and he's like this big imposing figure. But it, you see these kind of like standard other, not like standard, but like but these the, I smaller think, other figures that you see in a team of superheroes a lot. Yeah. And I think the other, the first three, like the two like women characters and the guy with the glasses, mm-hmm. They they seem sort of generic right now. Yeah. Even though I do like, I have to say, I love the hairstyle on the on the woman who's like right beside Hellboy. Yeah, that's super cool. Like she has such a like an '80s sort of feel. Yeah. Um, I love that. The style is good. They're not like generic in the sense of like he just plugged them in. They still have yeah. a great Mignola style. Oh to yeah, them. still definitely like compl- like he's all over it. Still, it reminds me of um, in that like list of first Hellboy appearances uh you were saying like John well he's John Burns next men number 21 he makes that appearance and like I didn't read all of next men but some of these characters sort of are reminiscent to that oh really yeah like um I kind of read a little synopsis and kind of like flipped through it um oh that's great well I'm reading right here because the digital version which is a digital version of the trade gets into like small detail about this image but in the library edition it's telling me that these are actually the first images of Abe and Liz who become main characters in the Hellboy comic that's awesome the girl who we were just describing with the 80s fun hair is Liz is Liz oh cool he says her hair he makes some joke Magnola about like her hair calming down yeah (laughs) and Abe Sabian who's right here in the front yeah who's like pretty clearly him yeah yeah like it feels like he really nailed his style almost in this first image um which is really cool um and then apparently the character that was controversial in the movie Demio um this is the first image not of him but it would become him cool which is really Really cool. Yeah, I love it. This is cool. And then if you turn to the next page in your library edition or the digital, this is one of the first images, his first attempt at a Hellboy promo poster. Yeah. And it's pretty almost what we're going to be known as Hellboy. Yeah. It's like way... It's so it's so cool to see the evolution. And I mean, 
in this format, it, it feels so quick. I mean, I'm sure it was still over like probably a series of months where he finally arrives at this, but yeah, we're not, we're not seeing his sketchbook. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, I, I mean, I would love to, I would love to like see how it, you know, him playing with this, but you can kind of, even in these three images, you can really see him kind yeah, of yeah evolve. Yeah. And I think totally. he, he comments in these books, Magnola, like with notes of like, the only reason this image that we're looking at right now where it's Hellboy like standing on a rock above like a, a Nazi knight skeleton with um, you see some tentacles of a creature. Yeah. Um, that arm is the only thing he sort of disliked about it is his right hand of doom is a little more. And I agree, like it looks a little more robotic, mm-hmm. smaller at scale, not to what we know where it's just like a massive sort of a, a hand that's out of place yeah in some sense yeah <laughs> which i think is cool because it becomes a burden and it's like yeah it's nice to down. have this this thing that be, eventually does become a burden for hellboy yeah be physically also like a burden versus just oh i have a robot i have like a big a hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i think this image other than the other two that are sort of like have an idea of what he is in this one you sort of get the feel being a promo of course you can sign totally start to understand what the Hellboy comic is going to be yeah. within this one with like the image of the skeleton and the tentacles. It just has that Gothic. Yeah. It has elements that are going to come back for, yeah. Throughout the whole comic. And yeah. The, yeah. The like, I mean, he's always so good with his like strong shadows and everything, but it's like, yeah, it, it's like giving him more context here. Like he's kind of fleshing out the world already, even though it's just like, like you said, like just these little images of like the tentacles and the <laughs> Nazi wizard <laughs> right, right, drowning right. in water. Like there's like, yeah, you really start to feel it more. You're right. It's so it. cool. It is. So it's great. Yeah. So I think we should jump right into the first story. Cool. And this is the the story that uh, Magnola says it take it was created um, for the San Diego Comic-Con comics number two, uh, which was given away at San Diego Comic-Con in 1993. So these are just to get people excited um, for this upcoming new character um, own creation. So we're just going to talk through um, panel by panel um, with um, with this first story. So right off the bat, we have a like, cool close-up of a big like eat sign with... Um, what he points as a scarab and a Nazi sign, uh, which sort of gives us already this cool rustic feel of what we're in the first image of like yeah. sort of setting up the tone of like what Hellboy is. Yeah, for sure. There's, yeah, it's like these, it's like gritty and kind of like silly to juxtapose this like scarab swastika thing with like a diner yeah. sign. Like there's like, it's, you kind of immediately get in the first image that it's going to be funny and Kind of dark and yeah, and you, <laughs> get the, and you get the inner dialogue of Hellboy sort of calling it out too, which yeah, I love. Exactly. He's just like, "There's a big cowboy boot, an Egyptian scarab beetle, and a swastika," and he's just like, "Too many idioms." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> already, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's a great. We already are getting the tone of we like we know what kind of hero Hellboy is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that goes right into this giant. Um, our first image of Hellboy in a comic is you see. Um, him sort of walking away from this, which appears already an abandoned um, cafe with those images on it. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's just so cool. It's like his whole style is so, it's almost like deceptively simple. Like it seems like um, 
because his lines are like so clean and read so easily. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's so hard to do. And it's just so cool that he's able to um, just get like this whole idea across that not only is it like this little teeny shop, but it's also abandoned. Like, even though you see these cars, you get the feel that it's like really um, just like in this little isolated area. And I don't know. It's, no, it's I think you're right. So yeah, good I, at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's even the small details of like, you of those, but you can see like grass, even though there's these small lines to indicate it, grass is overgrown in this area. Yeah. He's like kicking up dust and yeah. Yeah. You get, it's just like, uh, the, the like atmosphere is so clearly like put across in, in what is like a relatively simple drawing. Yeah. Yeah. And one image. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there we go, Hellboy's walking. He's sort of just complaining about this town the latest. <laughs> he gives us a little bit of backstory of why he's there um, within that panel as well. And then he comes upon a dog, which is the next image where he's just like, huh, a dog. And then it's him in front of the gas, which is, would be the reverse of this cafe showing like a gas service sign with a big arrow pointing down to the pumps. And there's this dog. And then from there, we cut. We, we go to a, a close-up of this dog who he's sort of suspicious of like, you know, it looks hungry, but it's like, eh, there's something a little more extra that like yeah. we're getting in before Hellboy does, <laughs> yeah. which is this close so up. He looks on, pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. He has flies he's surrounding flies him. <laughs> yeah. His blue sort of blue eyes that sort of seem mystic in a yeah. sense. Um, and then there we have like, which I love this next image um, of Hellboy sort of bending down and he's, he, we already are getting a taste of like Hellboy's humanity. Yeah. Which I think is, which is another great characteristic. We'll, we'll talk about more in the other issues of like a demon with this humanity to him. Yeah. Like to talk to, like he's going to be sweet to a dog. He's yeah. like, hey puppy. It's <laughs> <Exactly>. okay. <laughs> he just leans down and then he gets sort of like in the next panel we get, he sort of becomes alert to what really is. He's like, look, and he backs up. And then our next image, as you turn the page, is this dog is huge. <laughs> He's a giant. He's that second picture of Hellboy. Yeah, but with a dog yeah, head. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like, great. Oh, Jesus. And then, I, yeah, he's like, oh, no. And it's great. It shows a perfect, he's bigger than the sign of the gas sign, bigger than Hellboy, of course. Um, massive. Yeah. I love this. Um this is great. And I still think we get a little bit of the humor too, because Hellboy is like still questioning, like, but is he harmless? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is he he's like, still he's big? harmless? Like, cause he's just such a, he's like such a tough dude. He's like, well, I fought you. You take from this that like, Oh, I presume that he's like gone up against huge monsters before. If he's kind of this like flippant, almost not like flippant, but he's like, Maybe it's not that big of a threat. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's setting like that tone of like, well, dog. maybe I don't have to deal with this thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it does that so quickly and I love it. But then he, of course, we have a great shot, a uh, uh, image of the hand of this giant dog grabbing him. And he's just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and then which is interesting because we immediately, he identifies him within yeah. this dialogue, which we get a great close up of Hellboy yelling at him of like, he acknowledges he's Anubis the Egyptian god of mummification. Um, and then we have a great image of him getting him smacked down onto the ground by the dog. And then we have the next image where he's throwing him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and we get acknowledged. He's like, oh, you're not. He's saying he's like puny, mortal. It's just fun to call yeah. him immortal because it's like he's also a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just cool. Like his, um, his, uh, 
uh, like, oh, what's the word I'm like searching for? He's he's kind of like irreverent in the face of this like terrifying monster slash possible Egyptian God. Like, yeah. you know, he's just like in the face of all this like crazy stuff. He's like, Hey, don't I know you? Like, it makes me think of like more recently in like Thor or something like, like in the Thor movie Ragnarok, like where he's like, I know this guy from work. Like that kind of humor yeah. has been in comics for so long and is finally getting like injected into like into the popular yeah, uh, culture of like, the comic book movies. You know, it. not to say that like humor hasn't been in those movies for a while, but like, I feel like this is so it's like, Oh, it this doesn't is where come from nowhere. Like there's, yeah. Like, of course, like Spider-Man's also irreverent and makes jokes during stuff. But like, it's cool to see in such an, a like, like with all these like foreboding shadows and like a fucking swastika, like, oh, sorry, should I? <laughs> we, can, we can swear. I don't you care. Know? It's like, a sw- like, like, it's like such serious, um, ominous imagery. And he's still like, hey, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's treating this thing that's clearly supernatural and possibly can have it, but like as an equal yeah. in some sense, like yeah. it's not, it's, he's treating this a, a, a super abnormal thing. is like just the ordinary day. Right. He's like, <laughs> maybe this is slightly weird for me, but that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I know you. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Like almost like he wants to stop and right, talk. Right. It's like, wait, wait, wait. We're we both weird beings here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this creature's not having any of yeah. it. He's being very, it's almost like that irritates him. He throws yeah. it. We have a great image of Hellboy getting thrown and he gets thrown into the sign, which we see is the gas service sign. Yeah. Um, and then there, we have a great cool image here of like a two shot with the gas sign that the, um, it kind of bearing down on Hellboy. Yeah. And just like cool composition too. Like this arrow pointing down, like it seems like almost self-explanatory but not every artist is able to do stuff like to really draw your eye to the next thing yeah like just like not just in this panel but like the page composition as a whole is so like dynamic like it's almost like this it makes this kind of like diagonal like you're it's pointing down at the rest of the entire page and it just makes your eye want to follow along with it. It's really uh, neat. Uh, you're right on on all, yeah, all of that. <laughs> you're right on. I love it. And then he uses that because the next the next panels are like showing that there's the arrow. He goes a close up on the arrow, mm-hmm. and then it's him like sort of like acknowledging that he bent him with the dialogue. I love this kind of dialogue because it's like giving us insight into his head, but it doesn't feel repetitive. Yeah, it just feels like you're walking along with him. Yeah, you're discovering it with him too. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, I br- I bent this. Th- pole so then he hits it again and then we get another close-up of like a pang and the arrow is falling i'm really sneezy today. god bless you thank you <laughs> oh excuse me apologize listeners <laughs> and then we get this pang but then i love this image of like it showing uh it's showing us his reaction yeah and you hear the sound effect of shook and you're like, kind of like, what happened? Yeah. Before you really realize what's going on. Yeah, he sort of does that, like when the with the initial transformation, like uh, him, like turning into that big dog is like you have to turn the page to see him to see what Hellboy's reacting to. Like it's very cinematic. It's like him, uh, yeah, just just him revealing this. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, with you. Cool. You're right. It, it's good. It's <laughs> we get to see the reaction, the reveal. You're totally on. And then I love it because he talks about like how it's like even though this thing is like 
other earthly possibly. Mm-hmm. I love how he just cuts it down like, well, that thing still cut into him like flesh. Yeah. It didn't it sliced right into the dog. And then we see this great reaction. And I just realized that we have still Hellboy in the bottom corner of this. I just realized this. I did not even know. Oh, yeah, he's that like kind of tucked away. It. Yeah, reacting to this giant dog getting stabbed with this um, arrow. It's like the howl of any injured animal. I love that. Him just reaction. Yeah, he's like, wait, this isn't Anubis. This is just a normal, huge dog creature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He cuts it down. He's even like, wait says, a minute. And like, he's like, I don't even know if this is Anubis or not, but whatever it is, <laughs> he can be taken down. Yeah. And then we flip the page. We have this great um, image of hit this dog. Clearly, even without reading the dialogue, what I love is that because he tells us he's like breathing hard and ragging when he comes mm-hmm. at me again. But it's like, you see that. Yeah. You see him kind of doubled over a little bit more and like more drools coming out. And we mm-hmm. have this cool imagery of like yeah. where his wound is and not blood, but something other earthly blue coming. coming out. <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of weird mystical energy is popping out. Yeah. Um, and then we see the dog, the dog creature fall right onto the pumps. And this is where I think we really even seal the deal. Like we know, the Hellboy humor that's going to be taking place. Cause he's just like, yeah. damn, even the reveal of like the word flammable, like it's kind of not really legible in that first yeah, panel. Right. And then it's like, Oh fuck, he's falling into this <laughs> into gasoline right now. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. And I loved and it. Like his thing isn't like fear. Like we don't see Hellboy go, uh Oh, and turn and run. Right. It's Hellboy. Really, just like agitated. Like, <laughs> damn. <sighs> Like I took him down, but it didn't work out for yeah. me still because he's like, damn, I really wish he hadn't fallen off the fallen on the pumps. Right. And if that's during the explosion. Yeah. It's like something irritating at work happening. Like, ah, man, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. And then you get this huge, like amazing explosion, like Jack Kirby energy. Yeah. Balls here. <laughs> You're totally right. That's a very not, Jack Kirby ass. I, I was like looking at it. And I was like, this. It reminds me of Jack Kirby. But I was looking at Jack Kirby's um, explosions, and they have more like of these lines, like these hatching lines. But this looks like his like stars or galaxy kind of thing. Like you can still see his influence, but it's still a little different. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, but it's and just it gives neat. it its own feel. This explosion, like mm-hmm. like it, it is interesting to use circles. Like, I don't know why, but like the circular of that coming off of that explosion gives it a different feel. Yeah. Like, I guess like, uh, like he's trying to like, I guess like the smoke of it too. Like there's, you know, it's just, uh, like, it's funny. It's funny to see like the techniques that people use, for, like looking at like smoke and explosions and stuff. Cause that stuff's hard to draw. <laughs> I, I, you're right. So, so cool to, and like, it's things that normally in, if we were to shoot it, it dissipates really fast. Yeah. Like it comes and goes. Yeah. And like, this is really trying to distill it to its one, one frame. In essence. For sure. Was a that what? an earthquake? So. Oh, no. <laughs> we just got, I just thought that sh- like the air shook. We just got interrupted. We, <laughs> my girlfriend who said it there and now she's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But did you have that gorilla the, toy by think, McFarlane? <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> the comic book. We're co- focused here, man. <laughs> we're focused. We don't care about earthquakes. <laughs> oh wait, there's no building around us. Yeah. We're Ugh. sitting here. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then we it's, it's a great little rubble. last page of this paranormal. It's funny that it's called Harold Boy, World's Greatest Paranormal Investigator. Yeah, coming in 1994 on this last page, and I think the by the time it comes out, they drop the par- like World's Greatest Paranormal Investigator. Yeah, I think, I think when so. we get to the first issues, that's gone. Yeah, that it's definitely a staple in these first uh, promo, these first short stories. So, and I, oh, yeah. and another thing that I love is just like the humor in. Um, even in the credits, like John Byrne's script and emotional support, like it's just more fun. It's like, it makes you want to read that stuff. Yeah. If you're, you're totally right. I mean, as an adult, I of course want to read that and see like who's responsible for making this. But like as a kid, I would not have given a fuck about that. And like, it's just something that would make me as a kid want to yeah, read that. I think you're right. And it's, a, that's at the end of the next story, right? Which we're, we're this one, well at the very end of this, this panel. Yeah. It's just, um, hit like Mike, Mike's is normal story and art, but John Byrne's script and emotional support. Oh, weird. Cause it like, doesn't have it in the, Oh, weird. Can I yeah. See it on your, your yeah. Oh, wow. Cause in my library edition, that's taken out. That's crazy. That's very odd. I wonder why. That is very well, but I love that because what a thing to edit. It's almost like heart it harps back to like Stan Lee's how he'd always put like extra like that kind of touch. Yeah, to, just fun little. <laughs> but like it's almost it. His was a little more over the top, Stanley. Yeah, his. Uh, <laughs> it was almost like the extraordinary, right? like yeah, he's Excelsior always sort of like right. Sex. He's always trying to like really reach and make it inc- incredible. But this is kind of just like it's just it's be- understated. It's like the rest of the comedy in Hellboy. It's like it's just kind of a silly little joke that's put in there. Yeah, it doesn't need like an exclamation point on it, like Stanley necessarily. Not that that's bad. Like I don't hate no, that's that. Not it's bad, just but totally it is, different. It's definitely a different era, but it, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's, that's great. F- I can't believe yours doesn't have yeah, that. Yeah, it looks like it's almost. It looks like it's been blacked, blacked out. out. Like somebody took a sharpie and doodled over it or something. Very strange. Yeah. But uh, let's jump right into the second one, which I think it's hilarious. We started talking about how we both had Cygor <laughs> figures. And this next story in the first panel, <laughs> which shows Mike McNola's Hellboy, the logo that we're all. Um, has become the, the logo for years. Um, we see it's great. It's a splash page in a sense. Yeah. That opens up this story, which I love. We show Hell, show Hellboy who doesn't have his signature jacket on. Mm-hmm. He's bare chested. <laughs> um, Buff and bare chested. Yeah. Pecks out. He's in mid action jumping. Um, I don't even know where he's jumping. It almost looks like he's crashing through, through the ceiling, ceiling or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause there's bits of um, stone falling with him. Um, and he's, sort of introducing us. He's like, freeze. Don't know where you're doing, but I don't like it, which is sort of funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. He's just like, <laughs> it, I don't know what this is, but I but know oh, that yeah. you're up to no good. <laughs> I'm here to stop I know that that lady doesn't look like she's having a good time. And yeah. you have a swastika on your forehead, head in a jar. <laughs> yeah, I love his head in a jar with a swastika. Like, I love that. It's like, well, there's no other place to put it. It's a head yeah. in a jar. I'll have it on my head, which looks like it's engraved. I'm or that tattoo. committed to being a Nazi that even as a head in a jar, I want you to <laughs> make sure to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the Reich. Yeah. <laughs> I can't salute. Don't get it twisted here, buddy. <laughs> and he has similar eyes, which is interesting to the dog. He has yeah. blue eyes. Um, and this guy's yelling at Brutus, who, if we continue down the splash page, is a big cybernetic gorilla. You know, I love that. <laughs> this giant Heck cybernetic yeah. Give me yeah. a toy of this sucker. Yeah, I love this toy. <laughs> cybernetic gorilla. And he has, he's cool. He, he's really 
really anatomically correct until you get to these robotic arms. Yeah. And he has bolts sticking out of them. He has like a bolt right in the center of his head. Yeah. But he's about to put, he has a syringe in one of his hands that's connected to some tubes. He's about to stick it into this um, damsel in distress, mm-hmm. I will call her. For sure. Um, and it's like, a very like she's in a nightgown and, yeah or like she's a scantily night clad she's like in a <laughs> she's not in yeah she's not in scrubs <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like scrub. prep her for surgery she's uh <laughs> but you know what i will say is like this style at least it's not like the 90s this woman yeah, looks it very could be, like for as bare as she is it could be more yes uh, yeah even more revealing <laughs> yeah um and like the lines are simple enough that i don't feel like yeah it's drawn in a sense of like some of the 90s characters it could get really lecherous it could get really like which it's like i mean you know again like thinking about the audience of like mature comics at the time i mean i don't know like i get why it's done to like sell a comic book and stuff to boys right um this doesn't feel like it's sold it's not yeah yeah it feels like this is just what i'm i don't know why it just feels like they snatched her out they just grabbed her at the wrong t- like at night. Yeah, yeah, bed. yeah. She's just like very vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. I just I want to give it. I just don't think Magnolia ever go- dips into that. Yeah. Which is even fair. I don't even feel like if we, once we get into the stories, there's very much damsel in distress ever. Really. Yeah. Yeah. This feels I like- think that like that's part of it too. Is like other comics must have. You know, that's like a way that comics were and are sold is like these sexy images of ladies. So like this image has like everything like a little boy in the early 90s would be like, this is so cool and weird and like has bad shit that I'm not supposed to like. This is so appealing to a little boy's brain, I would imagine. Um, So like maybe Mike Mignola, like I remember for reading something about like um, Jaime Hernandez for love and rockets was saying how um, did, did you ever read any of those? I haven't. I've only They're known cool. them from Will Hines. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's who's hosts um, the Spider-Man podcast we mentioned earlier. They're great. And I'm fr- yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I remember him talking about initially in the comics um, and I'll have to read like more interviews with Mike Mignola to see if there's any similar thing, but like, at first, like they were teenagers when they started drawing that comic. So there's all these like dinosaurs and literal rockets and like, um, like the main characters are like way more like babes than they, than they evolve into. And it sort of becomes way more, uh, focused on like human stories and like way more about like their neighborhoods and less about going to weird islands with dinosaurs on it and stuff. Like it really tones down from what it started as because they were just like teenagers who who were like, what's cool in comics and what sells. And it's like these hot babes and crazy sci-fi stuff elements and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. So that's what like looking at this, it's like, well, this is early in the comic and he's like finding what it is. And he just wants to get people excited about this character. And like, I don't think that, this like yeah this woman's not really like uh indicative of like what's gonna be yeah like the female's presence in the comics definitely going forward yeah it's very so that's how it makes me think it's like i'm very forgiving of this picture because it's like whatever he's just trying to jazz people up jazz people up i agree and it's not it's not indicative of like the other comics yeah where this comic is headed and yeah i mean we're uh, we're going to get to it, but like more of his other female characters are either the powerful villain or Liz, who I think holds her own. Yeah. For she's sure. not, she's not there for Hellboy to save. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, as we should, as we see this woman who's 
chained up, about to get shot with something by this giant gorilla named Yeah, Brutus. it doesn't look good. He's not filling a cavity. No, he's <laughs> definitely not. Not with that giant needle. <laughs> um, and then we hear in the dialogue the, the of this brain in a bottle, which I love. It's a fun phrase. A brain in a, a brain in a bottle. Herman von Klemp, Professor Doctor Herman von Klemp. Um, and then we turn the page. So cool. We immediately get into action. Yeah. The, it seems like the ceiling is still falling. Yeah. There's still rubble. Yeah. And it's so funny. And it's just like this giant gorilla is just Brutus is jumping towards Hellboy, um, and the. the um, Von Klemp is yelling at him to smash him. Um, it's funny. I love this line. He says, I have no use for the fluid such as he contains. <laughs> right. That is his first priority is like as a, as a scientist in a fluid filled jar, my number one priority is fluids. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly that's what he needs. Fluids fl- are high on my list. <laughs> I love it. But I love it like a line like that. Yeah. It's like without so telling good. us without we already know then from the panel because of the first panel we're like what's going on yeah and now we're like we're we're put, we're given a little more like okay they wanted fluids from that woman <laughs> like <laughs> okay that's why there were tubes attached to that okay drill. good I get it she's I get got it. precious fluids <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> sure 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 and I love it and then we get to this pretty great, poorly lit uh, lab here too yes by the way. very poorly but lit. that's you know that's what <laughs> that's Hellboy world yeah that's <laughs> there's not a lot of lighting strong strong shadows <laughs> very noir um, influenced. <laughs> then we get this great shot of the um, Brutus hitting uh, Hellboy, yeah. which I love. He's just like, ow. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Him getting hit is just like, ow. <laughs> yeah. just has, he just acknowledges the pain. I love it. And yeah, then we get so the funny. next panel is Brutus holding him up by the neck. So it's like, wow, he's up against something that's even... Pretty formidable. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And he's got similar kind of like these big beefy robo hands mm-hmm. these gauntlets yeah yeah they're almost like his, they're almost equal to his right hand of doom yeah but he's still like knocking out some jokes calling him furball and <laughs> yeah still lo- being silly love it and then we have a close-up of uh, our first close-up of von klemp the brain in a bottle yeah nasty giving, yeah <laughs> i love that he's just like sort of like also he's like i've never heard of you have i not yes hellboy it seems and it's like it's like he's coming. It's almost he's he's yeah. having a discovery of who Hellboy is, and it's like, oh wait, we've dealt with you. You've yeah. been a problem for my Fury. I recognize so, you now. I love that. Like immediately, like in this little like issue that's just to get us excited. We're like, we're getting a small bit of like, there's history between the Nazis yes. and Hellboy. Yeah, he's like a he's been punching Nazis before, which is. Which it's just neat. great. Yeah. I love it. It's a hero that's not Cap. Who yeah. Like maybe before this, we would know like, oh, Americans punching Nazis. This is a demon who yeah. punches Nazis. Yeah. And he's like, Hellboy's like an ugly dude. He's like got cloven hooves or whatever. He's like, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. got hairy shoulders. Like not, he's not like a traditionally attractive man, like Captain America. He's yeah. not like this, like blonde haired, blue eyed fighter. He's like, this like funny looking weirdo who's like it's like we got to make it clear that he's anti-nazis like he's a he's the good guy by kind of default yeah default and it does it real quickly and then we have this i love this it's just going through this is just making me appreciate it even more because this next panel is simple but it's like a close-up of the hand holding his face as he delivers this next bit of dialogue to like i love this your fear is deader than you are herman and then we immediately go to this next action shot 
of his way of freeing himself from Brutus. But as he says, I'm here to help you join him. And he shoots. <laughs> it's this great action shot of him sort yeah. of bouncing back away from Brutus, but at the same time firing his pistol into Brutus's hand. And it like explodes. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. again, simple. We see the pain just in the um, imagery of Brutus's pain. And then I love this panel too, because it shows Hellboy a little bit of that humanity. Yeah. Towards yeah. Brutus. Cause he's like, he hears the cry of pain surprises him. He's like, I'm not here to hurt dumb animals. And I know that's all he is, but then he's like, Brutus is just a puppet. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're also like, you're winning me over by going like, he's not, just, he feels for that. Yeah. Beast. He has like empathy for like, he's like, even though this is a big imposing creature, I still don't want to, I like, I'm not here just to hurt people. He's here to like stop Nazis, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. you kind of get to see his motivation a little bit. I love that. And then our next image, it looks like Brutus a very, I love that. He's like, he's just a puppet, a very powerful puppet. Because <laughs> yeah, right. it's Brutus just throwing a giant piece of machinery yeah. at Hellboy <laughs> as Hellboy dodges it as it goes over his, his head. Yeah. This is great. And then he hits him. This is the first time I think we get to see his right hand of doom mm-hmm. in action. Because the next shot is him hitting Brutus's gauntlet of a hand with his right hand of doom and it's crushing it. Yeah, you see like all the little bolts and everything go flying. And it's like that, even though it's like larger, physically larger, it's like, oh, it's it's no match for yeah, for it, Hellboys. Heck yeah, it's far more yeah. imposing. His just yeah. his, the power of his right hand of doom. It's cool. Right. And then he does like a funny, this next panel is sort of weird because he's like upside down now, like using his hooves yeah. to get hold of Brutus. It's like a little <laughs> wrestly. It's a little like pro wrestly. Yeah. And it also, I mean, it's funny to have his like first big or, or like his first opponents to be these big sort of human thing. Like he, like um, Hellboy is sort of a little like a gorilla and how he's like drawn here with his like little kind of like always bent uh, legs and everything like yeah. his movement feels similar like, yes uh, he's a beast yeah. himself yeah for sure definitely and then we get to this great next imagery he, oh, clearly I don't know what happens with, with Brutus it, I'm assuming he either flips him over he says he like hits his nerves oh, he's so like I guess he's like I imagine like he's like almost like scissor kicking the like yeah. side of his head. He's trying to like <laughs> the side of his neck with his, his feet instead of his hands. And just temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> Guess he temporarily puts him out because yeah, he knocks the him next out panel Brutus is gone. Yeah. And he's talking directly to uh, Von Klemp. And it's just funny because Von Klemp's just mad about his equipment. He's yeah. like, you smashed my lab. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Do you know how hard it is to get this equipment at the top of a <laughs> stone tower? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a head in a jar, man. I don't move oh, stuff by myself. Why didn't you? Yeah, why do you think about that before? <laughs> I had you to buy so much pizza for that gorilla to move all my shit. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. And then we get this close up of our damsel in distress, who's just pleading for help mm-hmm. and then that makes Brutus Brutus is back yeah he's like and he's like the girl's still alive the transfusion can still be uh, accomplished I love they're just even with Hellboy still there they're just task oriented yeah we have this thing that we want to complete it must be yeah it must be important to them I love this next panel though yeah before this at the very <laughs> end it's a great oh, like over the low over like uh, like from the back of Brutus 
and Hellboy's sort of just shock and he's holding uh, Von Klemp's head, but he's like shocked. He's like, huh? You could talk. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> and yeah, just the composition again, like this super strong silhouette of Brutus's, uh, like just his outline around there framing Hellboy like that. Like he's, he's more imposing than Hellboy thought. Cause at first he's like, Oh, he's just a dummy, even though he's big and strong. And then for this realization to be made and he's like being literally like surrounded by him, it's like, Oh, you're, you're, more dangerous than I thought you were. Totally. Yeah. It's cool. I love Yeah, You're right. I love, I love having an illustrator here. It's <laughs> like, I'm not from that. I mean, I see it, but I love, yeah, it's like, it's the kind of thing that. that it's the kind of thing like with comics or with like animation, like having the strong silhouette to like really quickly convey that idea. Cause this is like so actiony. It's like, so you're supposed to read it quickly. Yeah. And so it like conveys all of that in before, like almost before you even read the dialogue Mike is like conveying these ideas to you and it's, he's just so good at it. Like yeah. I, I really can't believe that I never really read that much of these before. Cause they're just like, I'm so blown away by them immediately. They're That's so cool. Great. Yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, as I am, I to revisit. And then we turn to the page, we get this next, I love this. Again, it's what you just said. He's conveying so much action real fast. Yeah. We have this cool sound effect swoop and like the lines are showing that Hellboy, it's like he just finished his throw. Yeah. But Von Clamp has been thrown right into <laughs> the head, the brain in a bottle right in the, into Brutus's mouth. <laughs> and it's just another, so funny, man. Yeah, it's really just it's like so a funny like cartoon. It's like... <laughs> Eat this. Yeah. Like you could talk. Oh, shut up. Immediately <laughs> yeah, shut up yeah. by me throwing I'll your. I'll put an end to that. <laughs> Have a Nazi head in a jar, yeah. you jerk. Yeah. And then uh. that next shot is like great. He bursts into the um, electric, electrical equipment. Yeah. Um, and then we see again another explosion that sort of harpens back to the one we've previously seen. Yeah. Um, and then the next shot is this cool. I love this. Yeah. Choosing to do this long shot. Yeah. It really gives you a sense of like, oh, you guys are up high. Like, yeah. Because before it's like you could, you could kind of be, that it, lab could kind of be anywhere. Like you don't know it's at the top of this tower really. So yeah. It's like I would assume cool it was way. in a basement at yeah, first. Yeah. Or something like that. But it's like a cool way to show like, oh, he's got a long drop. <laughs> yeah. He out this window, but he's got a long way to go. Yeah. I love it. And it's. Uh, and I love the uh, the layout of this one because even though the end, the credits are in this panel, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you hit it yet because it's like you're showing him jump out, but then you still move immediately over to Brutus's this great close up. Yeah. I love the, the feel of this because it's just that silhouette of like almost Brutus blending into the explosion. Mm-hmm. And then we get the contrast of... Uh, of Von Klemp's head in his mouth. Yeah. And then it's like, he still has like a fun threat to yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, he still has something to say, even though he's pretty soundly defeated at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I personally am defeated, but I'm sure next, like, you know, there's next always more Nazis die. to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Nazis just never give up. Yeah. Right. They'll never take a defeat. Yeah. And then we have a great, a little like um, final shot of this story. It was just, just like the backside of Hellboy holding on to this um, woman as this. Now we clearly know where we are. We're like in a castle. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's exploding into bits. It's so cool. It's such a good closing. And he like acknowledges everything too. Like everything. If you're like a kid questioning, like, you know, You've suspended your disbelief for enough to be like, I'm watching a demon beat up a scientist gorilla, but he's like, but watching an explosion, like 
envelop this whole stone structure. He even says he's like, even though it's built mostly of stone. So like as a child, you're like, got it. Okay. This makes sense. To yeah. Me now. Like you've acknowledged the weird thing that's happening in this panel. And I love this because he also cuts this, him being a hero with this damsel. Yeah. I feel like in James Bond, I'm going to just James Bond. Like if James Bond would end this and they would kiss yeah. and he would have, he would have like, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of like <laughs> this situation, this situation <laughs> and get an extra bonus. Yeah. But I love how Hellboy, like he says it. She's like, this dialogue is so perfect for me. He's like, and this could be John Byrne. Cause John Byrne was writing these scripts yeah. um, and helped him influence this. But it's, I love, he's like, she leans up against me and she sighs kind of contently. So it's sort of already cutting it short. She's not like completely safe. It's still like I'm got saved by a demon. Yeah. And then he says, of course, there's no way I'm going to tell her that I have no idea. Tossing von Klimp and Brutus's was the way to win. Like, yeah. it's like, he's just making it up as he right. goes. He's like completely, <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's just an instinct to chuck that head in a jar into the gorilla's mouth. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's still funny. Yeah, I love he's that. He's still like going he's by the seat He's not the, the hero parents. that you want. He's just For the sure. hero you get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm out of there. I love that. That just, to me, is, uh, it just. It, it just makes him so much. It's another aspect of his humanity. It's like the same way that he has empathy for like animals and doesn't want to kill something yeah. that's innocent. He's also like, whew, that fucking worked out well. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad that. Okay. Good thing I got out of that. <laughs> yeah. Like it just makes him more relatable to like, even though he's a half demon weird thing. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. So these are the very first two stories ever published. I think just our final thoughts. I want to know like, if we, does this make us excited? How does this make us feel for like Hellboy? So pumped, like so excited to read these. Yeah, like yeah. I think, I didn't see these of course because I wasn't immersed in comic books and I wasn't going to comic cons. I've never been to one. Yeah. Um, if I think these first stories, even revisiting them make you go, oh, I'm on board. Yeah, I think totally. Like it seems so fleshed out already. Like even you see like a really quick evolution of the character design and then it's like this story it's you know it's funny enough you know there's like enough action and it's like visually awesome so it's like what it has everything that you could want really i think you're yeah you're right on Kate. is there any like favorite panels or anything that you want to touch on i think that's the only thing i want to talk about before we close up is like out of these just these two short lines is there anything that he was like oh that's my favorite and of these i mean i love the aesthetic of the very first one that's in the comic-con number two of just like this kind of like dusty um isolated area like that's just cool to me it's like a little like fallouty kind of yeah like it's uh it's cool um and just in general is appealing to me um that's great. Yeah, but any favorite panel or anything like that? Um, I have one panel as my which favorite. Which one? Which one? Um, I absolutely I keep returning to it. The one panel that stands out is when he first leans over to like be sympathetic with the the dog. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think the idea that he, Mike was able to convey that in this one panel. Yeah, just him leaning over. His opening his hands and his face just seems so concerned. I just yeah. think that's like where I'm like, man, an artist that can do that in one. It's like a talented person who can convey this like look of of compassion on yeah. a, on a thing that's all red and has shaved down horns. Like it's like you know, and it's not like it's not like over exaggerated. It's really small and 
very subtle, but it's totally, I totally agree with you. That's awesome. And that, yeah. And it's, it's the ability to do that and then put that on this character makes me like, just love him. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. Can't, so you, cool. you know, I'm going to be rooting for him already. Yeah. Yeah. And want to see where, where else he goes. Cause you know, I, and I love that too, because, um, I mean, maybe I'm a little like biased already towards the character of just having seen like the, the movies and read like a handful of things. But it's like his sympathy towards these big guys. You get the impression that, of course, he's judged by how imposing and scary he looks. Right. So he's, of course, naturally going to be like, well, he's probably, you know, this is just an animal and I don't want to beat it up or something. Or, you know, he's like making snap judgments about like he or he's he's like not just assuming that this thing is like totally evil. He's like, this thing is just a puppet. Like he's like the idea of looking more into the motivations of a big, scary monster. Yeah, it's totally. It's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, right now, I just want to plug for our listeners that we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, questions. Uh, if you want to yell at us for getting something wrong <laughs> or just, we really just want to hear from you. You can email us at ah crap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. And that's spelled out just like um, all one word. Uh, that's ah crap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Um, and then normally right now, the segment would be, we'd just like give our own, like what we've been reading, what to watch, something that would influence. We're running really long today on our first episode, which I'm fine with. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think I just want to suggest our listeners to, Go read these. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Let's jump in. If this, if we didn't sell you enough on it yet. Like, I hope go we did. read these things. <laughs> yeah. Go read them. Uh, <laughs> and then get, I hopefully you'll follow along with us. Uh, but in the future, hopefully we'll have other things that will, um, that the comics themselves will be influenced yeah. of uh, reminding us to watch and suggest or read what we're currently reading outside of this. Oh, and I'll watch the descent. Yeah. Watch the descent. Yeah, Go I'm, out there. Watch the descent. I think Neil Marshall does a great job, especially for the first movie out the gate. Exciting. Um, and then again, follow us on Instagram at ah crap Hellboy podcast, Twitter at ah crap Hellboy on iTunes and anywhere on your apps, subscribe, rate and review us. So we can get more listeners to us. That's it. Anything else, yeah, Kate? That's it. Great. You yeah. can oh, you can follow us on our I I'm at Hobbit138138 um on Instagram and Twitter. What about you, Kate? Um, I'm Kate Drawing Stuff on Instagram. Right. Uh, yeah. Love it. Check yeah. out her uh, illustrations. She's wonderful. Thanks. Um <laughs> we'll see you uh next episode as we dive into the scene of destruction. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. And we're co-hosts of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Join us for season one with guests like Ty Burrell, Nicole Byer, Betsy Sodaro, John Ross Bowie, and more. Available at Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.